can't relate to cancel culture, hookup culture, or victim culture? (laughs) Well, neither could we. We created this platform for those other girls. Girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, work, relationships, and everything in between. Let's be those other girls that don't just talk about culture, but change culture and bring back traditional values. Hi, everyone. You're listening to Those Are The Girls with Mallory and Bailey, and we are changing the culture and bringing back traditional values. Today is our very first episode, and we're really excited for you to be listening or watching, and we are just going to be talking about what the show is, why we started it, getting you guys ready and excited for our future episodes. So I'm going to start off um, and just talk about like why I think we need to start the show, and then Bailey's going to go. Okay, so I really wanted to start, start this show um, for a while now. I have always... I was raised Christian. I have been conservative pretty much my entire life. Occasionally, I'll teeter into the libertarian, but a conservative libertarian, you know. And I have always felt like there has not really been anything specifically for me, something, a show like this, a show where we talk about relationships, we talk about um, fashion, we talk about beauty, we talk about girl stuff, we do girl chat. There's not really shows out there like that. And there's, I'm not going to name the show, but there's like a very popular show of two girls and they just talk about relationships and like everybody loves it and it's super raunchy. That kind of gives it away right there. And I just feel like there isn't anything for those other girls, those girls who don't want to listen to that, those girls who, you know, no judgment to the girls that are into that. If that's you, you do you. But like there's girls who are not interested in that. And there's girls who want to hear something a little bit deeper, something with more substance. And there's something there was something missing, I felt like in the culture nowadays. There's so many things that are praised that um, just go against the Bible. They go against conservative values. And I just felt like there was a space for that. Um, and I, I'm very much one of those people, like if no one else is going to do it, I'll just do it then. So yeah, that's why I wanted to start the show. That's why it's important to me. Bailey, you tell us. Yeah. So, um, I, unlike Mallory have not been, um, a conservative or a Christian my whole life. Uh, I was brought up Christian, uh, fairly conservative. I had some years that I spent uh, at a performing arts high school and then in LA And during that time period, I definitely strayed away from any conservative views, any Christian views, um, to the point where I was just at a complete loss of what my opinion was, what I thought, what I liked. I just followed what my friends liked um, because it was easier than forming my own opinion. Um, And through debating and... um, (laughs) Really, yeah. 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 Doing debates and really learning what my opinion was. You know, I started to think for myself and do some research and realize that all of my views were conservative. I just didn't know how to voice that. And so over the last few years, I've gotten very into um, politics, very into the Bible, very into my Christianity, my faith. Uh, I've gotten married. And so I think all of these things really enhanced my desire, my drive to do a show. And like Mallory said, I felt like there's nothing like this for conservative women. And it's not necessarily that you can't listen to multiple podcasts. And, you know, if you like something like you were saying, that's a little bit more uh, cutting edge or modern, like that's fine. But like, 
you know, ours is going to be very modern. It's just traditional values. That's the big thing is we're very modern girls. We're both super girly. We're both super fun. Um, we're very trendy into what's going on right now, but we're also um, conservative women. And that definitely is a hole that is not filled yet. I mean, there's just not enough for, for girls like us, for those other girls. <laughs> yeah. And I also want to add this other thing too. Um, we both have very different backgrounds and I think that's, what's going to also make the show very, um, it's going to make it good. It's going to be dynamic because, for example, there are other people, and I've always wanted to do this, and, like, now I'm glad I have a platform for this, but there are people who grew up Christian, and then you went to college, and I'll just use my story, for example. Went to college, <laughs> culture shock, 110%, <laughs> grew up in the South, went to college in New Jersey, did not know some of the things, like, culture shock. So there's those of us who went through that experience and came out on the other side and still, you know, are conservative, still are Christians. But then there's some of us who came out on the other side and we've changed our perspectives because this, this and that, because we see the world differently now. And I've always wanted to talk to those that who stayed and how um, not difficult, but how um, different life is seen outside of your bubble because I definitely grew up in a bubble and just a quick example everyone I knew was a Christian growing up um and for another example everyone I knew their parents were together when I went to college nobody was a Christian and I think maybe I had one friend whose parents were still together so those are like now that I'm older I see like wow that's very rare but because of those things because of all of everybody's experiences you view the world through different lenses so I'm really excited that we both have very different um upbringings and we will come and present a very different perspective as well. I, I mean you know I'm gonna throw it out there too we're also different races so that'll show a complete if you didn't know that'll show a completely oh I guess people listening wouldn't know oh that's true you might yeah. not know just yeah. from our voices yeah um, yeah if you're watching the video version of this on YouTube what Mallory means is I'm blinding people right now so <laughs> And if, okay, I don't know how to respond to those things. Okay, so yes, like we're very, I don't, anyway, we're very different, but we come together in like a, our values are the same and that's what's very important. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about something, the day that we're recording this um, on uh, my devotional that I did this morning, I'm reading through Colossians, which is, turns out it's just four chapters had no idea bought this really big book about that was supposed to be like be describing it and everything anywho um so in my devotional this morning I read something that I was like okay I really want to talk about it on the podcast really quick especially like this episode because I thought it really encompassed like what I wanted the podcast to be what I wanted people to get out of it um oh also too I just want to add this other thing to it um we are Christians and I we're not going to shy away from like throwing biblical things and like for both of our lives like our relationship with God is very important so and that's also the filter everybody has a filter where they see the world and that's the filter that we see the world so it's just going to come up and I hope whoever's listening that um you can relate to it or if not that you could learn something and like you know yeah, I mean, Mallory and I both have friends that are not Christians, um, that are still conservative women, and so we're very aware that that is not everybody's worldview, everybody's filter. Um, but like she said, it is our filter, and so that's what we'll be talking through, but we're happy to answer questions and address it as well um, throughout episodes. Yes, exact. Yes, for sure. Okay, so 
I'm going to read it from the Bible. I brought my Bible. She's fancy. (laughs) Uh, It is ESV version, ESV, if you want to follow along. Um, Colossians chapter 2, verse 8. And it says, See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. So what I thought this reminded me or like why it when I read, I was like, oh, my goodness, this is great. It's because our whole thing is being um, like changing the culture, like to be more Christian, to follow Christ. Like our whole thing is like following Christ. And this right here is talking about not being deceived by the world, not being deceived by elemental spirits. And when you look at the um, little thingy that describes elemental spirits, it just says like um, demonic rulers and authorities. And you can kind of, you know, you can kind of see that now, like with the terrible things going on with like human trafficking, with abortion, how big and like how trendy abortion is right now. You can see these are the things that are in, um, taking over our culture and we don't want to be deceived by this. We don't want um, to give into that. We want to make sure that we are following Christ. And I've gotten in discussion, I got in discussion earlier today too, with somebody about um, reading the Bible and like believing when people do like YouTube videos, this and that. And one thing I want to say is like, for me, I'm very much, you know, I'll hear what people have to say, whether it agrees with God or not, I'll hear what they have to say. And then you just go back to the Bible. Like you just go back to like, what does the Bible say? Like, what is God saying? So when we are looking at culture, when we're looking at things that are just going on, um, we're, we have to like put that against the Bible. But yeah, so I just wanted to say that <laughs> I saw that this morning. I really want to talk about that. All right. Yeah, that's a great verse, Mallory. I do think it really um, ties together, you know, what we're doing. I think a lot of people um, run into a lot of deception in their lives. Um, and I'm sure that you and I have had some experience with that when it comes to getting where we are today. Uh, it's been quite a path. <laughs> yes, it has. <laughs> Um, yeah. And this year has just been, you know. Oh my gosh. 2020 has been insane. Insane. From the beginning. Yeah. Me personally, but anyway. <laughs> I'm sure that it's been like that for everybody. Yeah. Um, it's just been, I mean, coronavirus came in. I mean, when you just think back from like January and you do the countdown of all the stuff that's happened this year, I'm sure everybody's life is yeah. just a mess. And nobody, the thing that's so crazy about the coronavirus is like, I don't think anybody planned, like, It was never on anybody's radar. People dying, which is sad. That I'm not talking about the people who've died from coronavirus. I'm like Kobe Bryant. That was so sad. That was awful. Yeah, super sad. Like I feel like that was like the start of like (laughs) everything. On Twitter, someone had one of those like list things. All the stuff that's happened. Oh my gosh! And the top one is Kobe Bryant. So like Kobe Bryant dying is super sad, but people die. Right of pandemic i just nobody planned to be quarantined in their house yeah planned for their jobs deciding whether or not they were essential i mean nobody planned for any of the things that have happened yeah in this this crazy world yeah (laughs) and you know one thing that i will say is this stuff helped you focus on god if you're a Christian yes or honestly if you're not a Christian I like I have friends that aren't Christians that really did kind of get more quote-unquote religious sure because it's kind of like we have all this free time (laughs) everyone 
there's a good chunk of us who are like genuinely scared. Yeah. Like some people are genuinely afraid that they might get it, that someone they know might die. So it's just, this was a perfect recipe to like rely on something bigger than yourself. Yeah. And that's been like the biggest thing I think for everyone, everyone during this pandemic. Yeah. I mean, when I think about it, like even if you're not a Christian um, or you're not getting more religious, like this has given you time to, get closer to your family to Mm -hmm. get closer to like what are my values Mm -hmm. what do i value like Mm -hmm. um was my job my whole world and now i don't have it anymore was seeing my coworkers every day the only thing getting me out of bed in the morning you know like i think a lot of people have had suffered with depression i mean some people might love being in the quarantine but i know a lot of people who don't oh it's terrible yeah so i'm like i think no matter who you are um this time has been a great time for reflection yeah and to kind of figure out yeah where you want to go who you want to be absolutely at the very very beginning i was reading probably like a book or two a week like i was reading so much because also to where i was in life um i had choices to make when it comes to work and like school and this this and that so i really i guess i don't like to say i needed this time because like i would have rather not had this time um but this time I decided not to waste so I used this time to really like lay out like what do I want to do in life like honestly if I didn't slow down I don't know if we would even have this podcast right no we wouldn't yeah because I have been thinking about it but I really hadn't sat down and been like okay now like write out a whole little idea yeah it was just more of like oh someone should do it like (laughs) who's who do I give this to because I who knows if I'll have time that was the thing too I don't know if I'd have time right but yeah now because of that here we are Right. No, I'm I'm with you. I think, um, you know, this year for me, I was kind of the opposite uh, than you, though, in that um, for me, I had this solid plan laid out with me and my husband. Like we were moving to Charlotte and all of these things were going to line up. And I made like a five year plan, a 10 year plan, a 15 year plan. You know, I was like planning all of my goals, all of my dreams. Like, here's where we're going to be. Yeah. And then Corona, like I feel like God used it to like say, hold back you're not in control, I am. Mm -hmm. And so those 15 years of plans that you just made may or may not be what's going to happen for you. So slow down and realize that I'm in control. And that was hard for me. It was definitely an eye opener for me. Um, But I, you know, I think it was good. I think it was necessary. Yeah. Yes. And you know, that's what I'm trying to remember within myself that all of this was necessary. All of this might not have been my plans. It's kind of upsetting, but it was necessary because it really would not have gotten me to where I am today. Right. Like nothing. I was in Virginia Beach. Like there's no way I would have gotten here. We would not be literally sitting here if all of this did not happen. Right. And God knew. God knew. He didn't tell us. Right. But he knew. He knew everything that we were going to do. Yeah, heads up would have been great. (laughs) Um, But like you said, you know, had I had a heads heads up, I wouldn't have moved to Charlotte. We wouldn't be sitting in this studio. I mean, like had I had a heads up, I'd still be in my house in New Mexico and maybe we could do this virtually. But I don't know that we would have met or talked or connected. Like, Mm -mm. I don't know that this would have been what this is. (laughs) And it wouldn't have like doing it virtually is like fine, I guess. But it wouldn't have had the same that it does that we're like here in a studio together like yeah well and god knew like when i moved out here i needed a friend somebody that i could meet up with and even though we're not like right next door to each other in charlotte um you know we're we're close we can meet up we can come to the studio we can go shopping like i love having somebody close to me that can relate to me yes and like i'm the exact same (laughs) way like i love 
I have tons of friends. Shout out to y'all. Y'all know who you are. Love y'all. Um, but a lot of my friends, like my close friends, are very apolitical, which is fine. Like, right. Oh, absolutely. I, honestly, like, um, so my friends that don't live here are not apolitical, and we call those people normal. So being a normal is fine. Honestly, like, that's a blessing. Yeah. Because those of us that are political, every it's so like, hard. Everything we see <laughs> just feels like we see the political aspect of it. Um, for example, when, so like when George Floyd died, my super sad, yeah, awful. Oh, absolutely. My first thought though was a political, like, it'll turn political. That, that was, was my, my first thought. Too. Like I was yeah. sad, but it was like, Oh, that's going to turn political instead of like, you know, thinking how can I, and, you know, that's, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. No, but that is how our world works. Yeah. Like everything you see these days. And you know, it's like, Oh shoot, that's going to be taken political. Oh, that's yeah. going to go this way. And you know, like I was teasing, I was teasing my mom. I mean, we were talking and we were talking about Joe Biden and he made that slip up um about like how uh Latinos are more diverse yeah, than African Americans. Yeah. It was crazy a, old man, go ahead. Yeah, it was a very <laughs> poor choice of words, but I also can't imagine being under that much scrutiny, especially like he might have dementia. I don't know. But that's a good point. Just like everything in this world is taken so literally. And it's like, if you say one thing, it can be taken out of context and twisted. And it's like, okay, not everybody is going to be perfect all the time. Like, yeah, all of us are going to say things that are not good. And what's crazy is we hold celebrities, we hold politics, we hold people in the public, we hold them to that higher standard. Right. We hold pe- pastors to that standard. Um, I've. I went, the church I visited um, recently, the pastor, I'm not going to lie to you, he did not seem very together, but he had expressed that he was supposed, he wasn't supposed to be pastoring today, something had happened, and Mm. this came out of nowhere, and in my head, you know, I was being pretty critical, but then I was like, let me offer some grace, because he's a human, like, I've been going to churches where the pastors have been doing this for, like, 20 plus years, so I'm not used to seeing a pastor fumble a little bit, and this guy is new, so, like, it makes sense that he's not going to be perfect, but we hold everybody to these higher standards, we cancel culture, which we will talk about that a lot, um, we hold people to these higher standards. We don't offer grace. Like, and it just, that's a very good point about Joe. Yeah. Yeah. And so I have to remind myself of that is like, even if I disagree with somebody a hundred percent of the time, even if I disagree with every word, I know that they didn't necessarily mean or have the intentions of what they said, you know, like, um, some people just mess up and that's okay. I mean, again, if you're looking at him as like, are you presidential material? Then, you know, yeah, maybe he shouldn't have as many mistakes. But like you said, he's only human. I mean, yeah. all of us are only human. We can only do so much. So, um, and I, I mean, I feel like that. But then to a certain extent, I feel like celebrities kind of get a pass too. Like it's like all the celebrities, if they get caught like having doing a DWI or if they get like on drugs, everybody's just like, oh, well, they're famous. Of course they did. Oh, of course they're on drugs. They're famous. Like that's just, that's fine. Okay. Okay. <laughs> to your point, I think that also has to do with culture now. Yes. Um, drinking and driving, we all know that is wrong. Do not drink and drive, whoever is listening to that. But I will say, I mean, how many of us know people that do it regularly? Like right. that's just like the reality of the situation. So I think that. Stuff like celebrities, they get away with stuff. The reality is, so so 
celebrities do get a pass on a lot of stuff. Yeah. That is a very good point. I do think, though, a lot of it has to do with, like, culture. I- yeah, I think that's a great point. I mean, I think, you know, we do definitely need to give everybody grace. Um, it's not easy to be in the public eye, so. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I'll say, so Bailey, um, she didn't say this, but her school was basically like Victoria's. Um, and if you are a 90s kid, you know, 90s or early 2000s, you know about Victorious. Um, okay, so I know you think, when, when I talk about it, it sounds like Victorious, yes, but it wasn't. Bailey, it was. <laughs> what? Okay, my no, my plan was to walk into that school and it was going to be like High School Musical or Victorious. Like it was going to be kids running around the hall, singing songs, like literally breaking into spontaneous, like where we sing everything in the cafeteria. Like this is what's happening in our lives. Like just very fun. And it wasn't like that? I, I, I mean, don't understand. It was to an extent. Like there were definitely kids in the hallway playing instruments. Um, we had, so there was different practices. So you could be in music, you can be in like art, which is physical, like drawing painting sketching that kind of stuff wait i'm sorry okay (laughs) you're saying like (laughs) sorry okay the way you said it's physical i was like of course (laughs) art is like what do you mean but there's other types of art i'm not an art person so i don't know anyway no that's okay um But yeah, no, I just meant like it was on paper, right? Or like yeah. out of clay. You know, they would act, make actual right. artwork. Yeah. Um, I get it. I get it. I'm now. not that talented. Like, I wish I could draw or sketch or paint or do something cool. Um, yeah, I can't even draw a straight line. Yeah. So. so so there was music, which was either being a vocalist, which is what I was, or um, instruments of really any kind. Um, and then there was dance and acting. So it was kind of a blend. So not everybody sang, not everybody played an instrument, not everybody acted. It was kind of, you know, not everybody danced. Um, And I feel like in Victorious or High School Musical, like everybody can do all three. That's true. Well, and um, so I was one of those girls that would Google auditions, not knowing you needed an agent or anything like that. Um, because I went to a John Robert Powers thing once. Oh boy, I've, I've done those. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that scam. And he told me I was good. So sure, I, for the longest, thought I was one day going to be a Disney Channel. Um, I am older and wiser now. But um, anyway, my whole point is on the little sheet thing that I would find on the internet. They always say they want you to be able to do all three. Like after, I think it was like after Hillary Duff was on there, yeah. they saw that she could do all three. That's all they want. Even if your show was like. Like Casey Undercover, that was the spy girl. Okay, yeah. They wanted everybody to be able to do all three. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I think they they, they like that. And obviously, like, if you're just going to be acting in a scene, like, you're just going to be, like, high school girl number three walking by, you can just be an actress. But, um, yeah, like, if you're going to be a main character in a show, they want you to be multifaceted. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, everybody was very talented. And there were plenty of people who were, I mean, able to play 80 instruments or like compose music or they would act and sing or they would dance and sing or they would dance and play an instrument I mean there was a lot of people there who were extremely talented um but it was it was just you know it was a high school and it was in Santa Fe New Mexico which is kind of an artsy town oh really Um, oh yeah yeah Um, I know that it's our capital and it's very very artsy um yeah so it was in Santa Fe which is our state's capital um 
And it was a really cool idea. It was a boarding school, so you could stay at the dorms, which is where I lived. My mom was the dorm mom. So Zoe 101 now. We've switched to Zoe 101. Right. So, I mean, it was a combination of all these Disney shows. And (laughs) that's what I thought in my head. I mean, I skipped eighth grade to go into this, so I wasn't even really high school age yet. So my little immature brain was like, it's going to be just like Disney, and I'm going to go there and be a princess. And, you know... That was a very naive way to look at it. Um, and like looking back now, I'm like, okay, yeah, I was very naive about what I was getting into. Thankfully, I had my mom. She was a great dorm mom. But um, there was definitely some things that I was exposed to that I hadn't been prior to that. And it was just a very eye-opening experience for me. Yeah. And that, it feels like your high school experience was like partially like my college experience yeah because that is where I was exposed to some stuff and that is where I learned some things I mean um so the school I went to was quote-unquote Catholic but you know the people did not care about God and you know when you're coming from this bubble and you had never been around people like that you kind of are just like half of me was like I know what's right and what's wrong because I had been told it, I read the Bible, this, this, and that. But the other half was like, well, what is this? Like, what's going on? Like, oh, I've never, you know, seen this thing before. Oh, I've never met these people. Oh, you do that? I've. What even is that? So it was very eye-opening, and it was very... Um, it also, too, though, I will say this, those type of experiences lead you back to God. Absolutely. Because I think this is a huge theory. And if you're listening or watching and you grew up Christian, like, just think about this. So those of us that grew up Christian, we um, were inundated by Christian stuff. Like, I went, I'll, for me as an example, went to Christian school. My mom worked at a church. She still works at a church. Um, so in the school I went to from junior kindergarten to eighth grade was also the church I went to. Oh, man. So these people, God bless these people. <laughs> I saw them Sunday through Friday, sometimes on Saturday if there was like an event at the church. Yikes. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. So we have been inundated. And a lot of times, you know we have not necessarily gone through some of the things, some of the tough things that people who were not in this type of situation have gone through. So we know God, but what I realized for myself is I know God, but do I really know God? Not as personally. Not as personally, because I didn't really have to rely on him for anything. Like I did, you know, I had tough times in the sense of like, I was bullied very harshly, but you know, for the most part, I didn't necessarily have to rely on God as much yeah. as I did when I was literally felt like I was dropped in Sodom and Gomorrah. And it was like looking around. OK, it's just me here. God, here we go. Right, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so, yeah. So, like, if you grew up Christian, like, I just I'm sure you can relate to this. It's a great point. I mean, yeah. I, I don't like to relate this because it's not the same thing at all. But for me, like when I grew up as a Christian going to church, like you went to Sunday school because your parents told you to. Mm -hmm. You believed in God because your parents told you to. They read you all these stories. For me, it was kind of like believing in Santa Claus. Like I believed in it and I felt like it was there, but it wasn't like personal to me. It was just like a story that my parents told me. And it was like, oh, okay, cool. Like that's nice. But like it took some real hard experiences and not believing in God or not like having those moments where you question everything, you doubt yes. it, and you have to find your way back. Yes. That's what made it real for me. Yes. And yeah. I want to talk. Yeah. No, that's 100%. 
Um, oh, awesome. I love talking about religion stuff. So just everybody listening. So this is when I get really excited. So yes, like people talk. I got in a discussion. I don't want to say an argument. So I'm pretty sure he's going to listen. <laughs> I got in a discussion with one of my friends about um, like religion, about being Christian. And he knew I grew up Christian. He knows I'm a Christian now and everything. And my thing is like, I think people forget, at least for me, like I'm 25 now. Between 18 and 25, I have had different experiences where I struggled with whether Jesus existed, whether God even cared about me, whether the Bible is real, even conservative values. Um, The biggest one, I'm incredibly pro-life. That's the most important thing to me. I struggled. I knew what is right, but I struggled like articulating it because everyone around me was pro-life yeah. so I didn't really have to like if someone said something I was like you didn't have to challenge it right yeah the first time someone made a comment I was like what are you talking about like we have to save the baby like it just didn't make right. sense to me because I hadn't been challenged so at this point in my life I have been challenged I have gone through x y and z so my relationship with God is personal the way that I like my conservative values I cannot say that any of this is from my parents anymore right because once you've gone through these things once it's been challenged you had to do the Research yourself. That right. was the you have biggest to believe thing. it for yourself. Yes, yeah. it's completely different. Yeah. It is so different. And I think that also too, like if someone's listening and they're in college, I think that is so important just to think about like when you've gone through your life and everything has just been handed to you and it's not even like in a negative way like that's not a bad thing i'm going to raise my kids christian i mean you're they're not gonna like every sunday you're gonna be at church whether you want to or not that's just i mean (laughs) that's where mommy and daddy are gonna be and that's where you're gonna be until you go to college even if you live with me in college if you're living in my roof you're going to church Anyway, um, that's not a bad thing, but you have to grow out. You have to grow up and you have to develop your own personal relationship because you're not going to be able to have discussions. You're not going to be able to um, truly believe it in your own heart when things come because things are going to come there. If you leave your bubble, things are going to come. I mean, even in your bubble, like, you know, the Bible talks about believers being persecuted. And so I think I think sometimes. Sometimes I feel like you do get that pass because everyone around you believes the same thing. You don't have to challenge it. You don't have to debate it. Um, It just kind of is naturally accepted by everyone around you. Yeah. But like sometimes that's the perfect place for the enemy to come in. And if they can deceive one or two of you into believing something, then it just like the culture kind of wraps around that and everybody believes because you all trust each other so mm, much that, that if one person it's like point. with Adam and Eve if one person gets deceived the whole lot of you go down that because you're all point. deceived so it's good to have outside influence I think I mean yeah. I grew up with a, a very diverse group of friends in terms of religion and I think that that was really good because it helped me figure out like okay I don't believe that part of what she's saying and I don't believe that part of what she's saying and like you said you just check everything to the bible and yeah. it's like okay I can now for myself, like I believe 100% that this is the word of God. This is what I trust. This is what the truth is. And from there, you just, you know, check everything to that. Yeah. And um, I think having a diverse group of friends is super important. And I'm so grateful for that. All my friends that do not agree with me, I am so grateful that you guys are even still my friends because I know I can debate. I'm a nice person, yeah. 110%. <laughs> but y'all know, I, you know, I have some strong opinions. Like, sure. I'm not, and I'm yeah. the type, one of my friends told me this, and I will, like, I'll always remember this. We were at a um, Halloween party, uh, which I know is controversial, but whatever. We were at a we'll Halloween. get into that. Yeah, yeah. We were at a Halloween party, and we were talking, and he was like, I want you to know, Mal, that I am so 
like proud of you. You stand for your beliefs. Some of the things you say, I do not agree. And I think you're a little crazy, but I, you stand by yeah. them. I am so proud of you. And honestly, like, I still think about that. That was the nicest thing. He yeah. was a little tipsy, but that really like, I mean, that's the thing is like, I've happy. got, I've got the same thing. Like I've got some of my best friends in the whole world would look at me when I talk about my values and just be like, you're completely insane. Like, I don't know how you can believe that, why you think that. And I look at them and they think the exact same Mm -hmm. thing, but I love you and I care about what happens to you and I'm always going to be your friend. And like, that to me is the most polarizing thing in our country right now is when people are like, oh, we can't be friends anymore. I hate you. And I'm like, I don't like... I don't want us to be so fragile that like we disagree on one or two things or even everything. I mean, I've got friends, I disagree with every single thing they think and they feel the same way about me. And that's fine. Like we like to go shopping or we like to go out to eat or we care about each other's lives. Like what does it matter? Right. Right. And that, I mean, oh gosh, that is so good. Cause like I am really against the whole thing of, unfriending people because you disagree with them yeah now if someone starts to so i had to unfriend like a group of people just because it felt like they were every single time i posted they were attacking me and it wasn't attacking you is different than disagreeing right yeah right and um so i i think like if you feel as if someone like the only time they ever respond is when they disagree with you okay that's a bit much and if it's been going on for years I understand. Sure. But like if someone just disagrees here and there or like they just or they text you or something. I love it when someone like direct messages me or texts me if I post something that they disagree with like that. Oh, I prefer that so much more. And I mean, I'm like, I'm happy to talk about it. I want you to know why I think the way that I do. And I want to hear why you think the way that you do. Like, why do we disagree? Because maybe there's some middle ground. Maybe there's one part of this that we can agree on and we'll work from there and kind of explain our differences. And honestly, Honestly, that's how I came to be a conservative was debating with my husband before when we were just dating. You know, I would I would be the devil's advocate and I would take what he was saying and I'd push it out a little bit further, more liberal and then a little bit further. And I would just keep arguing until I ran out of arguments. And then I was like, well, I really can't defend like he's got such good arguments on this side. And that was my belief from the beginning anyway. Like, that's how I felt about it. I agreed with him. But like, I just wanted to debate it just to debate it. Yeah. And I feel like that's how we should all be. We should all be open minded enough to have a conversation about something. And if you don't want to have the conversation, like, I'm not saying everybody needs to be very political or have political conversations, but if you're going to, like, instant message me and be like, hey, I disagree, you better be ready to explain why. And right. I'll explain why. And, like, let's just be friendly about it. Right. No, I agree completely. There was a good thing you said, too, about, you know, your friend um, at the Halloween party. I had a good friend when they found out that I was doing this. Um that messaged me and was like, I don't agree with the politics of it. I don't agree with, you know, your opinions on it, but I wish you success and I hope it, I hope it goes really well. And I love that. I mean, I like, that was so, yeah, exactly. I was like, thank thank you. (laughs) You know who you are. Thank you. Um, if you listen and like, that's just so cool. Like I, I love that. I love that we can be friends and like, I disagree with them and they disagree with me, but like, we've got so much, history of being friends that like why let one thing ruin it yes oh gosh especially if you have history um the other thing i wanted to say really quick is um you said something about finding common oh finding common ground yes i think at the end of the day we all want the same 
thing. It's just the way we think we should go about it. We're all humans. Everybody wants to protect their family and their friends because friends are family now. Sure, of course. And they just want to live a life of like food on the table and they want to be able to, you know, drive. They want to have a roof over their head. Like that's all we we all want the exact same things when it buckles down to it. Yeah. It's just a matter of how we get there. We all disagree on how we get there. And I think if you approach a situation from a standpoint of thinking like that, like we all want the same thing. Yeah. Then I think you can have a better conversation, especially if it's your friend. Yeah. That is my biggest. Sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> that is my biggest pet peeve is like if we're friends and you automatically assume something negative about what I said and then we talk about it go oh okay I thought no you shouldn't have thought that because you know me personally right you know me personally it's this shirt that I have that goes a woman's place is in the house in the senate and I posted a picture and I guess you couldn't see the senate part so one of my friends texted me was oh, like this is the house yeah what I, I just can't believe i mean you do all this like women stuff and then you have a business how can you say that and i'm like girl like you know me like yeah. you know that there has to be more to that statement like you yeah. know that they're like i oh, that is my biggest pet peeve. like if you know me you know that that's right. not what i meant well and, like people you know you talk about that like women's places in the house i don't i you know, like if that was all your shirt said was like women belong in their homes or in their kitchen right. whatever you know you hear that stuff all the right. time and like I don't believe that at all. I feel like women can be very successful business women. Right. I feel, and my friends know that. But also, I want to be a stay-at-home mom in the kitchen baking and making food. Like, it's not bad right. to feel like yeah. your place is in the home. Yeah. That's fine. You don't That's have to tell all too. women Yeah, you you do or don't belong in the right. house. Like, it doesn't matter. It's each each of us our own. Like, you're very go-getter. Like, you've got your other podcasts. You've got your jewelry shop. Like, you do so much. And for me, I'm like, you know, I have a full-time job. I work. I'm a hard worker. But for me, I'm very passionate about wanting to be a mom and have kids and stay home full-time and take care of my house, take care of cooking, cleaning, doing the dishes. Like, that is my passion. And it feels like that's against the feminist message that, Mm -hmm. like, I shouldn't want to do that. Right. And it's not okay that I want to do that. And it's like, no, it's it's fine. If you want to do that. Yeah. Yeah fine (laughs) no I'm right there with you like I always say that in my head now this is I pray that this is a thing um I am thinking that I will do you know I'll have the podcast forever I I cannot imagine not doing either one of my podcasts and I'll have my jewelry store forever so I'll have those things so while my husband is working he'll come home honestly I'm okay with having the baby on my hip and putting his plate out for him yeah that's okay that's okay with me like I have no problem like it's not like I'm you know and you know I catch myself too because I was gonna say it's not like I don't have other things but if I don't have other things that's okay too right and but that goes back to culture culture has now telling us that like as a woman you need to have x y and z you cannot expect a man to like provide but like that's what they're supposed to do like they're supposed to provide like well that's what like my husband wants to provide for me yeah that's like how what he feels his role is is to go out and make money now he'll like right now we're in a total like life swap i'm the one that's working he's um with the coronavirus hasn't been able to get a job since we moved to charlotte so like it's weird for him to have me provide for him but he's fine with it like he's not like oh you're a woman you can't do that right he's like okay cool good for you like you good for you go out make money do your thing like that's awesome yeah but like at the end of the day we both have the same values and i think 
that's what's important is finding a partner yes. that shares your values. Like if you want to be the CEO career woman and you want him to be a stay at home dad, like talk it through. Like that's fine. Right. But like if a go getter CEO woman marries a go getter CEO partner maybe you want to have that discussion of are we going to have kids do we want them being raised by somebody else you know like i everybody needs to discuss what they want yeah again another tangent we kind of went down a rabbit hole sorry (laughs) no that's okay um all right mallory so um one thing that i did want to ask you about um is going forward from here i mean we talked about this year it's been crazy we haven't been able to keep the plans that we've made so i realized that this could change 10 times as soon as we walk out the door but like right now what's on your to-do list what what do you got going on for the rest of the year wow big question okay so one thing i need to do is get a new job um the previous job i had um coronavirus nixed it yeah that's happening a lot to a lot of people yeah i'm not alone in this um (laughs) my industry isn't necessarily hiring but god can do it um Mm -hmm. so i'm not gonna say he can't absolutely um so i would like to get you know just a simple job though because i really do i love this podcast i love the i have a podcast also to make it known with Val available or wherever you listen to podcasts Um, (laughs) nice plug in there i like it (laughs) i like it (laughs) also i have a jewelry store shopthepinkrose.com and these are super important to me and you know obviously right now they're not like this big like you know i'm not making a hundred thousand dollars a year or anything not yet but i would like to have a job ideally it'd be nice to have a job that like um, it's simple and I can also focus on these other things. And then honestly, just like not living, but I really do just want to have those three things. So the two podcasts and the jewelry store, those three things, like my main focus and like working on myself, Yeah, not in like a overpowering self love type sure. thing. Not that we'll talk about that. Absolutely. We will. Um, but in a way of like, you know, I want to lose a few pounds, more than a few pounds. I want to lose some weight. Um, I'm on a weight loss journey, um, as they say. And we're in that together because <laughs> I do too. So we'll be we'll be working together on that. Yes, yes. Um, so I want to do that. I want to. I've also taken up boxing, which I absolutely love. I want to get cool. better at that. Um, yeah, I, I don't really have like big plans sure. because honestly, like you said, like. Everything that I plan for this year, at the beginning of every year, I write down my goals. Not a single goal can be fulfilled this year. At this point. At this point, because of coronavirus. Which is, you know, it is fine. It's all what it is. It is what it is. I, you know, I move out of the way. This is all God's. So that's kind of really what it is. And I'm not that type of person. I like to plan. Like, at the beginning of the pandemic, I wrote out a five-year, ten-year plan. And, like, some of that stuff I can't do yeah I mean I don't think it's I don't think it's a bad idea to plan I think we need to be prepared and I think I think that but you know there's always that old adage of you know you make plans and you hear God laughing like yeah that's um, literally what happened to me because yeah same thing with (laughs) us I mean my husband same thing with your job you know it's just the industry is next he's not going to be able to do what we thought he was going to do and that's just I mean that's almost completely gone for the foreseeable future and we don't know when it's going to recover so he's the same thing I just need to get a simple job and you know kind of figure out and we are so open to what God has for us like we've been praying so much about what we want to do where we want to go um because we are just completely open to anything yeah no that's a hundred percent 
any place, any location, wherever. At the, and I don't necessarily think this is a bad, it feels like a bad place as a planner. Yeah. As someone who likes to know what's going to happen, yes. it feels like a very bad place. But realistically, it's not. Like, it's yeah. not a bad place to be if it's all in God's hands. Another thing that people say all the time is, like, if it's all God's hands, you don't have to worry. Yeah. Because God's in control. God's got this. And, yeah. again, no matter what we plan, God's going to... God's going to make it happen or not. Yeah. I mean, God's you don't gonna do whatever he wants to do. Right. He's going to, he's going to move your life the way he's going to move your life yeah. and you're just going to move with it. So yeah. this is the first time I've really though, like thought about that and been open to it where I'm like, Oh, okay. Like I- I've always known that. Like I- I've always known God is in control and I can't do anything to like change his plans, his will. Right. But like, I just never like really accepted that. It was like, yeah, but still, if I plan and I work really hard and I show God how much I want this, it's just, it's going to happen. Yeah. Oh my and it's gosh, like, you yes. can't manifest stuff to happen. Like you just have to sit back and like still plan, still work hard, right. still get off your butt and do it. But like you can go down one Avenue your whole life. And if God doesn't have that for you, the door is always going to be closed. Yes. So just keep on moving because yeah. you can't, you can't know, you know? So. Yes. I always, not always, <laughs> lately I've been saying, because I've, I have realized this in my life and I think people just forget because, you know, sometimes what they want and what God wants always lines up. I don't know how that happens. That's great. There like, are God people bless like that. You. But I've been saying this lately. You can pray about it. You can fast about it. You can, um, you know, do have a prayer circle about, you can do all these things. You can work hard, but if it's not God's will, then it's not God's will. Yeah. Like, it's not, I mean, if God doesn't want it to happen, it's not going to happen. Yeah. And I think we forget that. So then we're doing X, Y, and Z. Like you said, we're spinning your wheels. Yeah. Just yeah. trying to make something happen. That's not going to. Right. And then you're all upset, but if you just like, let it go, then it's all in God's hands. Yes. Cool. Well, yeah, I've had fun um, getting to know you a little bit better and um, getting to introduce ourselves to all of you lovely people watching or listening. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm really excited for (laughs) for all of this. Yeah, me too. I'm really glad you guys are listening. And Bailey and I, I think, are just a great team. We're just a great, and you guys are going to love this, everything else that we have planned. You'll get to know Mallory and I are, like, opposite, like, yin-yang. Like, we're opposites, but we believe the same thing at the same time. Right, and we're both girly. Yeah. So that's the other thing, but, yeah. Our values and girliness are what we have in common. And everything else, like, seems like we're opposite, which is great because we really help each other with the aspects of things (laughs) that just, like, elude the other person. So it's it's great. Yes, yes. (laughs) All right, I guess that's a wrap. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Bailey. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Head over to our website, thoseothergirls.com, to read our blogs and receive exclusive content. And connect with us on Instagram at Those Other Girls Podcast and on Twitter at TOG underscore podcast. Those Other Girls, changing culture and bringing back traditional values.